Hello, Tom here. The Berkshire Football Stories podcast has got a new sponsor. Exciting, huh? That doesn't mean that we've got new kit, though. The club secretary has made us print it over the top of last season's shirt sponsor. He reckons it'll stretch to at least another year. He mumbled something about those footballs we keep kicking over the fence, not paying for themselves. Our new sponsor? Oh, that would be MRS Digital, an award-winning digital marketing agency offering affordable social media, pay-per-click and search engine optimization to help local businesses thrive since 1999. To find out more, visit mrs.digital and tell them we sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and him, Rob Davis. This is our pub, but not in a pub chat podcast we're doing daily to try and keep ourselves and all of you busy during the lockdown. You can see more podcasts from us by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. You can also follow us on Twitter at FI Berkshire and find out more at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Today, our very special guest is the one and only Mr Barry Hales, who joins us on the phone. Hello, Barry. Hi, guys. All right? Not so bad at all. Not so bad at all. How are you doing? Um, yeah, not too bad. Um, just just um, sticking with the protocol of, of staying in and just trying to tick over, trying to stay half in shape. <laughs> um, Barry, I, I guess that's a brilliant place to start. Are you, are you still playing? Is the career, is the footballing career still going on? Are we? Are we... Um, I, I, I'm probably probably see how the next season go, pre-season wise and that. But I'm, I'm, I'm probably be looking to put the beast on probably again. Yeah. This is. This is fantastic news. Um, so, and, and you're, a, is it, where are you now? What club are you at at the moment? Merstham, assistant player manager at Merstham, yeah. And we, we, because uh, obviously you, Mick Wooden very kindly put us in touch with you and you, you were, you were, you were a player assistant manager at, at Windsor as well. And I guess that's kind of where we, where we kind of first saw Barry Hales play. Barry Hales has obviously been out and and and, and played in front of, of huge, huge crowds. But 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 Rob and I will know you from 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 pulling on that specific Windsor kit. Um well, so I, I guess how did you end up at Windsor? Let's start let's start sort of in our Berkshire area and we then we'll we'll spread out across there. How did you end up at Windsor, Barry? Um it, it was um an Ash who was assistant manager um when I came over because me and Ash played at Chesham and when he left Chesham, joined Mick at um, Windsor, he he called me and said, "Oh, would I come over and 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 join what what Windsor were trying to do?" So um, I came down and spoke to Kevin, Mick, and Sanjay, and um and and yeah, it it, it, it was some something in work in progress. So yeah, I, I jumped on board. Was it was it an easy decision to make? Yes, yeah, yeah, it was because I, I knew Ash and I, I know Ash was, was was trying to go to Windsor and create something to put. So I said, yeah, I'll definitely try and come on board. And I, I joined as just a player initially and just to help the young players. Really. It was sort of semi-answered the question I was going to ask there. You're assistant manager now at uh, Mersham, but did you have, um, what sort of role did you have in terms of um, uh, coaching or sort of behind the scenes as well as your playing career when it came to Windsor? Um, well, it, uh, initially uh, I was a player, but, and then when, when I actually left to, to, to go and, and take the Hagen job, 
make make call call me up and said, oh, I want I want I want to join the coaching staff. So um, session and taking a bit of training and and make would do the same as well. Um. So so I guess I was just reading your Wikipedia page before um before we before we came on Barry and you you started at um it was a club with an interesting name and sorry I've I've forgotten the name I. Wilsdon Hawkeye, is that that that's where you started according to Wikipedia? Is that right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and, and they were based in Wilsdon by Scrubs Lane, by by um, the prison there, the stadium. I think it's called Olympic Christie Stadium now. I think it's called. Because mm. quite often when um, quite often when when players such as yourselves, you don't necessarily start as a as a striker as a centre forward. We we always a centre forward at, at that point, especially when you were growing up. When I joined Wilsdon, I was a, a left or right fullback, and <laughs> and and then uh, we, we we they pushed me. They, they we I played wing back, left or right wing back, and then but I kept find myself in, in goal scoring positions. And then leaving there and going to Stevenage, uh, I played sweeper at Stevenage. I played in midfield. And ironically, the the manager he he put me up front for one game because I had a band coming up. <laughs> up front, because then you're going to miss the next two games, which he did, and I scored. So I my band and come back. He played it again, and I scored, and then I was, that's where we we stumbled on me being an out and out striker. <laughs> During uh, during that time at Stevenage, um, you uh, were, uh, had a very successful run. Um, you, I think, I'm right in saying the, the club um, uh, won the league, uh, the net conference as it was then, but uh, were denied promotion um, uh, while you were going up there. Um, what well, was that? Your sort of first um, was that your first experience with non-league, and um, do you uh, did you have any? Uh, you have any sort of uh, memories from that time that, like, you can still relate to, uh, like having gone through everything that you've uh, achieved in your career to this day? Yeah, because that's a funny story. Because when I joined Stephen, it, they was in the Deodoro, which was the one below the conference, and mm. we won that and went up to the conference, had one half decent season, and then the next season we won it, and and I was I think twenty three at the time, and then being told you couldn't go up I'm thinking this is amazing I'm 23 and time's ticking and that and, um, and um, I, I, wanna, I did want, want, want to go up and, and experience the, 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 the um, football league I took it as a personal personal thing for me thinking I'm, I missed out again kind of thing uh, One thing that happened while you were at Stevenage that I'm um, a little bit interested in I'm not sure um, uh, hopefully as will be too, is uh, you represented uh, England non-league, or what's known now as uh, England C. Uh, how does that come about? And uh, do you have any sort of memories of your two games that you uh, uh, played uh, for England? Um, yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, um, the I think the the non-league circle of the conference with with an England C team, and. Mm. In the conference, we, we 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 were the highest played place team. So um, the players would, would play, and I remember playing with Lee Hughes, who's a, a kid minister, who was our arch rivals, and <laughs> played 
four games. I, think I scored in, in all four games now. I'm in Netherlands, Scotland, and a couple of other teams. That, but yeah, I, I, that was a fantastic time, and that was my first experience of, of putting on an English shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, while we're on the the sort of the international football thing, obviously you then went on to play for for Jamaica. Did, did that that sort of going and play for Jamaica that obviously curtailed any chance you then had of perhaps playing for England? What what was the what was the thought process going through your mind at that point? Because I know I I mean clearly I've never been in that position to have to kind of think oh well I could play for my country or anything like that. What kind of decisions do you have to make at, at that at that point? And what are you thinking? Um, well, initially, having got to play in the Premiership, I, um, I didn't really rigid playing playing for 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 any country really. And then and then I so well in the, the Premiership, and there was rumours of me playing for um, in England too. So um, I was like, wow. And then um, um, that kind of died away and then I, I got the call today to come and play for uh, Jamaica which both my parents were, were born there so uh, I jumped at the chance What what were those internationals like? I mean uh, going away and um, being in as part of an international setup, it must be quite an experience uh, especially you know travelling quite away from where you're living to uh, uh, represent your country Yeah and it was a, a great experience. The setup wasn't as 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 I would have uh, would have expected it because it, it wasn't it wasn't the setup wasn't a great setup. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. So uh, the period when I joined is going through a, a bit of a, a, a transitional period. So it was it was a bit a bit of a, uh, a bit of a tense situation at times. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, pulling on the uh, Jamaica shirt must have been uh, pretty special. And did you actually uh, uh, did you score any uh, goals during your international career? Unfortunately, not. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> Rob. Need to bring that up. Sorry, normally I'm better at uh, my research than that. <laughs> oh, a bit of a sore, a sore point for me. Um, my making my debut and we and we played our arch rivals Trinidad and Tobago and, and we won that game 1-0 so that, that was probably the, the, the highlight my first experience of it and, and starting in that game and, and us winning 1-0 it was massive for the country and for me to, to, to take part in, in the game was brilliant but yeah I, I never got to, to score a goal in, in, in all the games I played which was disappointing in my opinion um Barry, just to, to to sort of fast forward a little bit, you you obviously you went on, you played you played for Fulham, you you, you played nearly two hundred games, I think, for Fulham, um, and that, that and, and you know especially in the Premier League, as you say, that must have been a hell of an experience for yourself. And then of course you you know prior to that you played for Bristol Rovers, and and then but and I'm I'm kind of passing through quite a lot of the the, the bigger the bigger parts of your career here, so I'm sorry about that. But obviously, I I wanted to ask um, at one point. Obviously, you end up at, at Truro City, which is which is a long, long way from London. How how did and you, and I think looking at again looking at Wikipedia, you had three spells at Truro City. How does how does that come about? How do you end up? Because I I've worked in Truro myself, and it's a flipping long way from Reading, let alone let alone London. I used to play for Plymouth prior prior, prior to to that as well. So um um 
coming going playing for Plymouth, the manager who ended up managing Truro was one of my teammates. So he so he contacted me when I left Cheltenham. Cheltenham was my last pro club. So um, at 38, he contacted me at 39 and said, "Oh, well, would I?" I know it's a big arc and that coming living in London and and would I come and 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 and, and at least speak to the chairman of Truro and and see if something could be worked out. And um, I remember them they played a game against Hemel Hempstead and I beat the chairman and he sold me the, the dream of what they were trying to do and that. So and they were quite successful prior to that winning championships and coming up. And um and um and then I then, then I joined and we ended up winning the league. And, uh, and me contribute, contributing, scoring twenty goals in that season, so it worked out to be a great. So you you say there your last uh, professional club, Cheltenham, at the age of uh, thirty eight, was it? And uh, you, you know that's almost uh, almost ten years ago from uh, where we are now. Um, what, what has possessed you to keep going during this uh, time when a lot of other people would have uh, hung up their boots? Um, and as sort of the idea of going, you know, stepping into management or anything like that, has that come up? Um, is that something that's on your mind as well? Yeah, eventually. I think I would enjoy, enjoy coaching and, and, and because that's why I've, I've never really stepped on, into that field. Um, over the last four or five years, I've, uh, I've experienced it and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's something that I wish I'd... I had the passion for prior because by now I would have probably have, have, have got all my badges and stuff like that. But it's something that I'm really enjoying, so I'm, I'm going to probably take a step and, and, and push on. Really, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, is it just love for the game that has kept you going uh, in a, a playing capacity for this time, or uh, um, you know, because a, a lot of your peers must have hung up their boots by now. There can't be many that are still going. So. No, exactly. Especially outfield players. Yeah, I, I still love playing. I, I, I still love the, the, the passion of being on the pitch and 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 the, the um, uh, competitive side of things as well. So um, I think that's what keep me going. And, and, and touch wood, I've, I have um, I've kept injury free in certain respects. So if I can run run around a lot less now, but I'll do get by. <laughs> Um, Barry, let's it, it just uh, if just, let's bring it back up to sort of where where we were then then with Windsor because Windsor's the the club that we that we cover that you've that you've spent spent a bit of time with and I shamefully I I don't think I saw you in your pomp um, but I, I I saw you at Windsor and it was I, I wanted to just talk to you about kind of like the art of of being a striker so to speak because obviously there's there's some strikers that that are, that are mazy dribbles and and finish off there's you know there's there's sort of poachers and then there's then there's strikers that that just get them in the ball in the box and they'll have a have a go and I was just listening to a podcast before we came on to this one with uh, with Steve Bull the ex-Wolves striker and he and he sort of said that um the the way he was was just get me the ball in the box couple of touches and I'm having a shot what what was your sort of approach to being a striker because you know as I say I saw you and, and is that perhaps the the secret to your longevity in the game at the moment um, yeah, yeah. Now it is. I'm, 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 I can't see myself running on the halfway line with the ball, and, and, and even though I, I am slightly skillful as well, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at, well, 
get get me the ball in the box and and I can get a turn on and get get my shot away. I I, I do try and coach the the um, lads and that to to try and emphasise you you can always put teams under pressure when you get the ball in the box, get crossed in the box and that. And so I always my my thing to them is never turn a cross down. If you've got space to put the ball in the box, to put the other team under pressure, then then get that ball ball in the box. I, I remember there was I mean, it was a couple of years ago, and I remember it was a, a game you and you were playing for Windsor, um, and and I watched the game, and, and I think there were there had been zero chances pretty much at, at either end. Uh, I don't think Hugo at the other end had had a had had a save to make pretty much, and and some of the Windsor fans were sort of just saying to me like just just one ball in the box to Barry, and uh, and I was like, come on, really? It, you know, there's been not a single shot on target all game. Lo and behold, towards the end of the game, the the ball drops in the box, and and there you go, and and bang, Barry Hales is off celebrating in the, it, with with the fans in the corner. It was it was it was just I was like oh, and it, and then and then you kind of you get it at that point, and so and I, I suppose I don't I, I do this quite a lot. I just ramble on a little bit, and and there's not really a question there particularly. But um, what what is it I suppose about kind of goal scoring that is is that buzz? Because I've never been a goal scorer myself but what 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 is it about the goal scoring that, that that gives you the buzz it's just it's just the highlight when, when you see that ball hit the back of the net especially especially when it, when it's a tight game and and there's few chances and if you take that chance especially near the end and that you can you can take take the jubilation and that and there's no better feeling um, and I guess just continuing down that that sort of Windsor road, you, you had an incredible FA Vars run while you were at Windsor. Um, now I haven't done the research on this myself, but in terms of cup runs, had you had you had much experience of, of cup runs, and 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 what was that cup run like as a Windsor player? Oh, and it was brilliant to be a part of it, especially when when you're the underdogs and. And then you go to places and people are not expecting you, you, you to get everything out of it, and, uh, and and then the boys are produced and 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 then everybody's stand up and take note and that it's very pleasing. Um, in cup run terms, I've I've been to the semi final of the FA Cup. Oh, right. We got beat by Chelsea when I was at Fulham. We got beaten in the semi at Villa Park, and um, so that was uh, that was gutting to take really. Um the Stevenage we got through to the first round proper. We played Birmingham and I think that was one of the the, the games on match of the day that they highlighted and I think that game there kinda put me on the map for the, the football league club because um we lost the game too but watching the highlights and listening to commentary they gave me a, a, a great a great write up a great um um appreciation for the game. One of the games in the FA Vars Cup run that you had with Windsor, um we were speaking to as Thomas mentioned, we, we were speaking to Mick Woodham in a previous pod, and one of the games in the second round was Erith Town where you won two one and uh Mick uh was saying that you were unplayable that day. Um and uh I'm not sure if you got one or both the goals, but um um can you do you remember much about that match or individual matches in the runs or um or do they all sort of blur into one now? I remember a, a little bit of it. I think I think I scored one. Or, 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 I think rightly now. But yeah, it, it was um, um, like I say, it, it was a massive highlight for me plus the the, the team as well because we were underdogs going to, in, into most of them games, and 
it was it, it was a, a tough blustery day as well if I remember rightly so yeah no it was it was good to get the win and and push on in that massive competition um at at Windsor obviously there there was some there's some some really really good young players and and Windsor obviously had a had a you know a specific budget or as Mick sort of says no budget um but one player in particular who we've had on the podcast already uh, Dan Roberts um, has obviously gone on to the National League South. What what was he like to to play with, and 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 did you see him going on as far as he's gone, and where do you see him ending up, perhaps? Yeah, hundred percent. Robbo, he had the um, attitude, he had the uh, ability, and he was very down to earth as well. And he's and he and he was selfless as well. He's selfless running. He, he didn't run he, if he knew he, he had a chance on goal. He, if he had to run the channels, he run the channels. And he was he, he was a perfect foil for me because he he'd be doing all the hard work down <laughs> the channel for. Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing Mick mentioned was the uh, um, when you were um, travelling away to these games, the coach trips where you uh, he said you gave um, uh, strikers such as Dan like a free education. He he said it in uh, in the ways of the game and like passing that knowledge on to them. Uh, what, I think he said going out of, as well, uh, Rob. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what sort of uh, knowledge can you uh, um, uh, do you try to impart on people uh, players that are younger and just coming in, starting at the beginning of their careers? It's all about appreciation for your your, your teammates, really, and, and just acknowledging everybody plays a part. And yes, a goal scorer is to uh, do take the plaudits and that, and it's a team game, and. And in order to play high, you got to recognise that. So I like scoring thirty goals and 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 and, and teams teams conceding a lot of goals as well. So it's it's that team epic. And um, Barry, who were your who were your heroes as as a as a striker growing up? Like I said, I, I wasn't an athlete striker. So so oh sorry, yes, of course, yeah. yeah. But I'm, and I'm a Tottenham fan. So my all-time favourite player was um, Glenn Oddle, and um, so um, um, he's silkiness, which is second to none, and his awareness of, of his teammates and, and, and where the goalkeeper was. And that. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll, I met him on a couple of occasions, which was some was pleasing for me, some was not so pleasing for him. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Uh... I'm sure. I can't wait to meet Barry. I'm sure. I'm sure he must have done. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Um, pleasing for him, for me, was when I was at Fulham and we played Tottenham, and he was a manager, while Lane, and we won three 0 and I scored two goals. <laughs> I, think, I think a few days later he got the sack. From the, from the, oh. and, and my club, my favourite full-time player. So it was a bit of sweet, really. I was going to yeah, just ask you uh, on that. I mean, what's it like coming up against... You said there that you're a Tottenham fan, even now. And uh, um, what's it like coming up against a club that um, you've, you support? And do your uh, allegiances change a little bit over time, considering you've played for so many different clubs? Uh, do, you, do you start... Um, I was almost surprised to hear you say you're still a Tottenham fan. Do you still uh, do you have now soft spots for other clubs that you've actually uh, played for and um, turned out for yourself? 
yeah, I've got a soft spot for all my clubs, every single one of them. Some, some might not for Sheffield United. <laughs> but I've still got a soft spot for them. I do look out for them too. But um, um, being a, a, a Tottenham, you can't change your team. And I <laughs> look out for Fulham, Result, Bristol Rovers, Plymouth. And Cheltenham as well, and Millwall. Can't forget Millwall. Very mm-hmm. close. But yeah, yeah, um, um, you, you can't change a team. <laughs> um, it's it said on. Uh, it said you, when you when you sign for, for. Sorry, we we're going all over the place now. But I, I think the narrative is uh, is gone well out the window at this point. It said on. It says on mm-hmm. Wikipedia you signed for Fulham for um, was it two million pounds, which was which was obviously quite a lot then. Um, and it, you know, still a lot to most people now. But does does something like does a does a fee like that weigh heavily on you? Bearing in mind you've come through from sort of a non-league club um, into into the into the game. I think you signed for Fulham from Bristol Rovers for two million. Does that what does that do to a to a player? Um, it, for per, on my personal knowledge, it was very daunting to to a year before that being bought for two hundred fifty thousand <laughs> yeah. from Stevenage, and then a year later to to be. Bought for two hundred million, like a like a, a bolt out of the blue. So yeah, it, it did affect me initially when I went to Fulham, and um, um, I didn't hit the ground running until I until I settled myself and scored my first goal, I think, and um, and um, and then and then I, I just I just well the rest is history. <laughs> Say there, um, you you didn't settle first off in Fulham. What do you, uh, what did you as a striker um, need in particular uh, in particular in a setup to make you feel comfortable and to make you um, uh, to make you settle and get the best out of you? And is that something that you um, look to provide uh, for uh, players now that you're in the assistant manager role? Yeah, yeah, because it's always tough to to, to um, join a new. Get up and, and and fit straight in, and I went to to, to Fulham. The, the player wise, squad wise, I think it was fine. It was just me having that burden of thinking, be here from where I come from, uh, and my, my teammates made me uh, settle in really well. Um, the, the fellow strikers made me settle in really well as well, and that's what I think you need in every aspect in that. In any job. Mm. Need you need friends around you to help you through through the bad times. Um, I guess I just sort of had one one last kind of question as as about kind of being a professional footballer. When when you move from a club, what because one day you're you're you've got your mates at, at Stevenage and or, or or at Bristol Rovers or wherever, and then suddenly suddenly you're off to to Fulham. Do do you do you ever do you get a chance to say goodbye? Do, because I guess at times at some of these clubs you'll have a really close group of mates and then suddenly you're you're gone. It's not like handing you notice in you've got a month and then a, a big do at the end when you leave. You're you're just I presume you're just you're just gone. What, what's that like? It's it and it and, and it is in some aspects heartbreaking because you're 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 in a settled family. You in some cases you're like oh I don't want to leave because clubs that. I didn't want to leave. I'm thinking I don't want to leave. I want to stay here. But you, you, you know, if if something bigger and better comes along, like in any job, you, you, um, we're gonna want to take it. So it's it's um being a part of 
a, a family and, 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 and it's wrenching sometimes to, um, to believe in. Um, Rob, we'll just sort of round up. Rob, did you have anything else you wanted to ask? Oh, I've got a couple more. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, I'll start with the uh, the um, positive one, uh, I guess. Uh, um, you mentioned so many accolades there. Um, you're scoring loads of goals, um, promotions and uh, league wins and cup runs. Uh, is there any particular highlight that stands out um, of your uh, playing career so far uh, that you're uh, um, that you can recall? Um. What it below scoring, scoring my first goal in, in the Premiership, being mm. a part, a part of teams that have, I've, I've been fortunate enough to to, to to be in a part of teams that have won a, a, a few a few leagues. I think I've, I've been in teams and squads that have about five or six championships. So I've 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 I've, I've been a part of that. So that that's been a very highs, and I, like I said, scoring my first goal. In, in the Premiership and um, scoring two at White R Lane as well. That's probably <laughs> of my career, I've got to say. Wow, even though it's against Tottenham. <laughs> Tottenham, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, the, and my final question is is, an, is another thing that Mick Woodham mentioned um, uh, when we were talking to him about you. He, he said, as, as well as uh, um, uh, giving the players a free education, um, you... Uh, Football-wise, you know your way around a dance floor. So, um, what is your ideal way uh, for a team to celebrate a, a victory in a, in a cup game? Um, I, I like the, the boys just to let their hair down and, and, and have a cup cup of drinks. My, my drink was Guinness on on several occasions, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and that yeah, I like the, the boys to um, get together just just be amongst each other away from football because that's how you get to know players and that because it, it's, it's hard just training Tuesday, Thursdays and, and then going home. So you need to, to, to get a different environment and so you get to know people. So when you're on that pitch, they run that extra yard for you because they know you're, you're coming from the same place. You, 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 want, to, you want to win. I just had one to, one more to finish off. It just occurred to me if we're going to talk about uh, Barry's dancing, and um, what what music gets Barry on the dance floor? <laughs> Any music. Seventies, eighties, nineties, to update stuff and that. I, I, I can throw shapes to. Um, Barry, thank you very much. Uh, we do have just one last question, not football related, that we ask everybody that comes on our podcast. Um, is there a just just to help everybody sort of sat at home of an evening? Is there a box set or a TV show that you've been watching that you'd recommend to our listeners to uh, to, um, to pick up? Yes, I, 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 this, there's a very old one that people have probably been watched twenty times, but I've just started Dexter over the month and that and that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm hearing the good things about it. It's a bit gory at times, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very good. And I've, I've just finished the second season of Hozart, which was very, very good as well. Barry, thank you. Uh, thank you ever so much. That was the Berkshire Football Stories podcast, <laughs> pub but not in a pub chat with Barry Hales. Uh, you can find out, you can see more in this series by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. Please subscribe for the latest, and if you have a minute, please give us a rating and a review. Uh, all that's left to say is it's goodbye from me, Tom. Uh, it's goodbye from Rob. Bye, everyone. Uh, and it's goodbye from Barry.
Cheers, guys. Stay safe.